It's the Murphy, Sam, and Jody After the Show podcast. And you know, um, I do like documentaries, and I'll never be forgiven for making Murphy watch a documentary once about owls with me. No, that was but, fun. But, it really was fun. Yeah, for the five minutes you were awake. <laughs> anyway, um, we stumbled across one. I had heard about it. It's on Netflix now. It's a little over two hours long, and boy, is it good. We're still trying to finish it a little bit every night, and it's called Quincy. Yeah. It's about Quincy the leg- Jones. The legendary Quincy Jones. Here's a little piece of the trailer. Mentor and inspiration. Oh, making me sound old. <laughs> you know who you are, man. <laughs> Quincy Jones, boy. I was inspired by combining hip hop and jazz, and you was the first to do it. Quincy called me and he said, "Okay, well, I want to pitch your future to you." You all know this story. Hmm. DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. He was tied to them too. It's he's been tied to everything, and yeah. you know, I mean, Quincy Jones is a name that. It, we when I say grew up with in the as, as a kid in the 70s and the 80s it was a lot of stuff he was producing that I was familiar with but I had no idea and really I didn't learn the scope or depth of his career or how iconic he truly is until we started watching this documentary yeah and we're not finished with it Bailey you said you watched the whole thing already yeah I, I watched known. it yeah you're course. a true musician I mean, still, I try. Yeah, you do play, and um, I know you're interested in all that kind of stuff, yeah. and in your vinyl and all this. Two favorite things I love about this documentary: one, Sam, is they show old, lot of old footage, yeah, and today stuff too. So it's told in that style where you go back and forth, and I love that. I yeah. think that's smart storytelling. Um, it's not just you know chronological nineteen forty something that. until now. It goes back and forth. So and. Um, they showed old footage of him writing actual um, music mm-hmm. yeah, on paper, writing the notes. And even with Frank, Frank going, I can't do this. This is too fast. And Quincy would go change it. Yeah. And, and then they would record it. Wow. Nobody nobody does that ever. I didn't. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, it. people used to do that. People back in. They had to. Uh, yeah. Quincy's like early days, probably. Mm-hmm. But, you know. But they Nobody showed does that they showed footage of him doing it today too. He still likes to write so like that. He's eighty five years old, and he's had a lot of health issues over the years. Some, and I won't spoil it for you, Sam, since you haven't seen it. That's yet. a part of it too. Things that I did not know were were part of his past. But he started from nothing and developed a passion, and they're just like these oh wow moments that you just you just don't expect he 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 fell in love with the band leaders of the day duke ellington and count basie and they Mm -hmm. became you know he would bug them until he could actually you know have an opportunity he became a trumpet player and so in lionel hampton's band was his first introduction i suppose to the oh so he was in the band yeah yeah but then he became fascinated with composing and went overseas and spent many many months with a classical composer an older lady who had been was that in England? Where that? I don't remember. I don't that was England or Switzerland. Switzerland yeah. There's so many things. I remember. No, it was France. Okay. It was in France, and uh, and so that's where he spent a ton of time learning composing, yeah. and then, so the story just goes from there. It teaches you the story of his friendship with Frank Sinatra, yeah. and one another favorite little nugget. Like we haven't even finished it, so we're maybe talking out of turn yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that when they show him currently today, he's wearing this gold pinky ring. Mm-hmm. And at one point in the beginning of it, he says, yeah, Frank Sinatra gave this to me and I'll never take it off. Yeah. 
He's wearing Frank Sinatra's he, ring. Yeah, it, it, when he when he Princey. says that he idolizes Frank Sinatra, it's no joke. He feels that Frank Sinatra opened a lot of doors for him, yeah. and that's why Frank asked him to produce the album. It may as well be spring. It might as well be spring. Yeah, it might as well be spring's the name of that album. And so, there's a lot of classic Frank stuff in every single song. This is Quincy's handiwork. Yeah. Out of the tree of life, I just picked me a plum. And Frank and Quincy and Count Basie all equally admired each other. And so, so much so that when Frank did the Vegas show at the Sands for a number of years, Quincy was there producing that too. Wow. And it's like one of those things where Quincy's not really asking for it. People are asking for him. Yes. Truly. Frank Sinatra was asking for Quincy Jones yeah. before any of his... And that's exactly what Michael Jackson did then yeah. in the late 70s, too, on the set of The Wiz. And, and so then he you know, goes into producing these three back-to-back legendary albums for Michael Jackson, including the Thriller album. It was really hard to go to bed last night because we were right at this point. They had just released Thriller and all the awards started to come. And he's telling those stories along with the personal stories, the things that were happening for Quincy in his life, which was some serious stuff then, right? That we didn't know anything about, you know. Yeah, and I just think this. Well, is I had to go to bed. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I missed. Other than the fact that it's it's sitting on the you know screen on Netflix, I hadn't heard a whole lot of buzz on this. Yeah. Now that I've jumped in, and there's been coverage for it from a media standpoint. I don't know. If this is because he's 85 years old, and so there's a generation that that doesn't necessarily. There's not a whole lot of relevance, but this to me is a great story that needs to be told. Mm-hmm. It's an incredible tribute to yeah. to yeah. pop music. Period. You know, whether it's Frank Sinatra or Michael Jackson or anything in the in the present, this is a man that's influenced everybody. You know, from mm-hmm. the, from the youngest musicians in the 1960s to Jay Z and others. Right. I think the coolest part of it is that we didn't know how self-made literally self-made yeah you know and made a ton of in other words he really created uh, he made himself a legend you know and i didn't realize that they also did a thriller reunion meaning the band of course michael jackson's passing we're not to the point yet in the in in the documentary jody and i haven't finished it yet producer Mm -hmm. bailey has but um so we're not at the point beyond that where I'm hoping that there's going to be some other tribute and discussion to Frank because obviously Frank, you know, passed away early on. And he, there are a couple of references that he makes when he's doing some of these other shows with, with some other legends, n- names you haven't heard in a while, like Herbie Hancock and others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when they're, when he's greeting everybody, he starts talking about, well, the greats are gone. You know, I mean, a lot of his, his mentors and idols, of course, have all passed because he's 85 years old. <laughs> Does he talk about working with Michael, or do you, that's yes. where y'all yeah. are just getting to? Yeah, that's where we are. There, there's yeah. audio. There's footage of him talking about it then, and then there's some of it. Well, hasn't been a lot of it yet. A lot now. of behind the scenes stuff. That's yes. the stuff I yeah. like in documentaries. He yeah. also said it was a mad rush to put the album to, was from conception to production was twelve weeks. And here you have these <laughs> yeah. songs that have now standed wow. that they've withstood the test of time, and he put together this dream team of musicians, is what he called it, to produce this album. He knew he needed to do it right, and they cranked that thing out in twelve weeks. It's a, and it's a masterpiece. And not you know? only did they make the album, but they revolutionized the music video. Yes, game. yeah, like, it's unreal what this guy's doing. Yeah, apparently, apparently that the video was Michael's dream to yeah. make the video revolutionary like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's probably one of the best ones we've seen in a, documentaries we've seen in a very long time. We're super jacked about it. It'll yeah. be something that you want to play again, I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to go back and watch it you know, again. It just yeah. it makes you respect him even more. He's already iconic. This takes it to a whole new level. <laughs> I don't know if you got to this part yet. There's two things that I really enjoy about it. Um, 
He have you heard the album The Dude by him? Yeah, yeah I mean I remember yeah. I remember the album when it came out, but he hasn't discussed the dude yet. Not I don't yet. think. Okay, well yeah. that's that's later in it. Just wait for that because okay. it's it's okay. really cool. But my favorite part of the whole thing, um, just as like a musician standpoint, uh, the classical woman that he went to go uh, talk to and learn from. Right. What she taught him? Yeah, she said there's twelve notes. Yeah. Just learn what people have done with them. That's it. Right. There's and a part he, of the documentary where he's telling his friend, yeah. 700-something years and 12 notes. Yeah. We all are dealing with the same 12 notes. Yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, that was super cool. Yeah, he made a whole <laughs> empire off of those 12 notes. <laughs> right. So That's right. right. You're yeah. so right. Um, one little footnote to it, and I mentioned this to you before going to sleep last night, um, Murphy, is that his daughter did produce it. Mm-hmm. So the documentary. It's the yeah. documentary. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, I, I don't... You have to think of the person who's telling you the story, too. So you know she's going to portray him in a human light and a good light. Right. So it's not like one of these dish dirt. It's not like that. Well, and right. that's a good thing, too. I, know. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's I'm just, just like any, anybody's life is not going to be picture perfect. But I, so far, it seems to me to be well told because it's got mm-hmm. its very real moments in it, too. And he's very yeah. comfortable in front yeah. of the camera. Maybe it's because she's the one shooting a lot of it mm-hmm. her, herself. But yeah, you yeah, can he'll, is, he'll, be, he'll be like, are we filling right now? Right. <laughs> and, you know, even if it <laughs> I thought about this, I forgot. I didn't tell you this yet, Jody. But Quincy Jones being the producer that he is. Obviously, he even he would know how to assemble the right team of people to tell his own story mm-hmm. because this is a first class documentary. It's not. It does not look slapped together at all. It is. It, it is not just the way that it's shot. It's the way that it's told. It's extremely well done and keeps your attention. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Quincy the documentary on Netflix. I'm all Check in. It. Yeah. Fine, I'll do it this weekend. Missed any part of the show? Get it all at murphysamandjody.com. Dot com. Dot com.